If you are able to stand, would you stand for the reading of the Word of God from the first letter of St. John, from the fourth chapter, beginning with the seventh verse. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Let me tell you, apply that to your own life in every circumstance, friends. I know a few people that are pretty hard to love. Do you? But the fact they're hard to love does not excuse us from loving them. If we are in Christ, our attitude and outlook will be the attitude and outlook of his love. In this, and this is the main focus today, in this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God. But he loved us and has sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's the payment for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. O Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, open unto us the word of God. Write it in our hearts and minds, we pray. Amen. Last week we had a wonderful blessing for the happy timers. Some of them insultingly refer to themselves as the old timers, but they're not. Last week the happy timers had the joy of going to the Billy Graham Museum and Library. How many of you have ever been there? Well, if you haven't been there, you've missed a blessing. And every time I go there, and I've been several times, I always look forward to going because God always blesses me in a special way. And I'm touched by what God has done through that man and his testimony. And I purposely listen to his messages and the clips they have on there and from the revivals that began, the first great one in Los Angeles and then went to New York and then all over the world. And most often, he concludes the message to all these people and many who are saved at that meeting. God loves you. And if we look to the essence of, of the gospel witness and what the what the gospel of Christ has to tell you and I and the whole world is about God's attitude and outlook towards us. And that outlook is not one that desires judgment. That outlook is not one of animosity towards us. That outlook towards us is to let us know that God loves us. 
And that's something to celebrate today and every day. That the God, the true and living God, the real God, not one of these false gods like the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Muslims and all the rest of worship. The real God. And the real God is a God that tells us he loves us. Got a quote from Franklin Graham, uh, Dr. Graham's son. No matter what storm you face, you need to know that God loves you and has not abandoned you. People do go through storms in life. Believers go through them. As I've often said, believers will suffer things that an unbeliever will never suffer. Do you know that? You suffer uh, at two levels. One level is because the, the devil is especially pesky to real believers because he's wanting to occupy your time and your thoughts and to, to discourage you. And then we're surrounded by people and our culture is, is growing more so that are hostile to God. And then we have illnesses and battles that we have to face and deal with, don't we? I've got joints now that squeak that never squeaked. How about you, Bobby? Yeah, amen. And that's the way for all of us. But we have other troubles. We have troubles with our family and concerns around us and other issues we deal with. But never forget, believers, that God loves you. And his love will keep you. I often run into people as, uh, that, uh, that are, are, are lost. And, and, and sometimes when I'm talking to them, I, I, I feel a hint of, of a desire for relief. And, and, but so often I have people said to me, in fact, there was a time in my life when I felt this way, that my life has been so bad that God could not possibly love me. Have you ever had anybody say, oh, God could not love me for what I've done? If you haven't heard that, you haven't been talking about Jesus enough. But, uh, but I've heard that many times. But the message of the gospel is greater than our sin. Did you know that? It's greater than anything. I've said this, and I see no sign that it happened. But I would say this, and some people get mad when you say this. God's grace and love is so genuine, so great, that if a person like Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler had turned at the end and repented of all their sins, God would have forgiven them and saved them. Amen? And so what we need to be preaching and telling a lost and dying world that, that no matter how great your sin, no matter how far you've been from God, God loves you. He loved you while you were yet dead in your sins and trespasses. Isn't that what the Bible says? We don't merit God's love. God's love is a part of his graceful nature towards a lost and dying world. And that needs to be our attitude too. That's, I think it's the heart of what John is admonishing the church about to love one another is that we have got to model in our lives and our relationships with one another the same love that we see modeled in Jesus because if people don't see that love in 
us, they're not going to believe us when, they, when we talk about it. Ever thought about it that way? And, um, the, you know, I, know, I know some people that don't like me. I don't blame them. There's a whole lot about me not to like. Pray for me. But, but the point is that we must love one another as Christ has loved us. There's no exceptions to that. Well, you don't know my sister-in-law. No exceptions to that. God loves this lost and dying world. He loves the lost and dying people that you and I know. I have a friend who's, who's uh, so angry at God. He doesn't know that's the source of his problem. And he doesn't know that God loves him. Seems like the Lord's always got something for me to do. Wherever I am. It's that way for you too if you listen. We're going down this week to see my family and our sweet little daughter Amanda's flying up from Florida to meet and hang out with all those hillbilly relatives she got incorporated into by her mom and I getting married. But uh, but uh, I just got a phone call from my friend Barry Sanders, many of you have met. Uh, I've got a, another friend who's having heart surgery down there that we went to college with. And this friend and I have been close, but we've been, relationships been a little strained, not on my end, on his end. Because, you see, he's fallen away from that gospel which he once proclaimed to believe. He's got heart surgery. I'm going to go see him. I'm going to have prayer with him. Because I want to know God loves him. And I love him. You see, that's the message you're going to change. The church preaches, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever, that covers anybody, doesn't it? Whosoever believes in him would not perish. But find what? everlasting life. That is our message to a lost and dying world. That is my message when I witness to people that are not saved. That is my message to myself when I feel unworthy the love of God to know that he loved me while I was yet dead in my sins and trespasses. That is the heart of our preaching. Yes, we talk about righteousness. Yes, we talk about glorifying God. Yes, we talk about Overcoming sin in our life. That's a part of the Christian life. But at the heart of the message is God's love for the world in sending his son. And that's what Lakeview ought to be known for. Is proclaiming and witnessing that message of God's unmerited Redeeming love. Unmerited. Why? Because none of us ever deserve it. None of us ever earn it. That alone tells us that God's love is a gift of his sovereign grace towards us. 
He does for you and me and for any lost person what we cannot do for ourselves. Propitiation for sin. Those Bibles have some big words, doesn't it? And, uh, uh, but, but what that is essentially telling us is that the love of God sent Jesus into the world to pay our sin debt that we couldn't pay. We saw that last week. We cannot pay it. And why? Because he loves you. There's not a person out here today, nor any person listening on the radio, or any person in the world that is not the object of God's love. And we become the subject of that love through accepting it. That's all it is. I fell in love with Elizabeth pretty quick. It's always been that way. I always fall in love with people quicker than they fall in love with me. (laughs) But I fell in love with her pretty quick and that was God's doing our relationship first was based spiritually as I wait with my first wife spiritually because of the beauty of souls but that is not of Elizabeth and it's not of me it's of God's grace Listen, friends, you don't know how much longer you have to live. And I say, uh-oh, this is where the preacher gets scary. No, no, I'm not going there today. You don't know how much longer you have to live. But I promise you this, if you spent every second of the rest of your life, even in your sleeping hours, trying to realize and fathom the greatness of God's love for you, you don't have time. He's loving you even when you don't feel him loving you. God loves you. And God will keep you. And by his grace, he has made you aware of Jesus, who is the proof. How do you know that God loves you? Well, you know it when you look at the cross, don't you? Greater love hath no man than this, Jesus said, that he would lay down his life for his friends. He laid his life down for you. There's nobody that loves you like that. I had my mama fool. She loved me with all her heart. She thought I was the the cat's pajamas. I got grandchildren and I don't think the same way but the truth is that my mother's love is incomparable it doesn't even touch the greatness of the love of God towards me think about that God's love is complete and perfect my love for Elizabeth is incomplete and perfect 
If you don't believe, believe me, ask her. She can tell you how I leave my socks laying on her. I ought not to do that. Now, Ray never does things like that, does he, Donna? He is the perfect husband, right? Amen. <laughs> Thou shalt not bear. Falsely. <laughs> but anyway, but, but, but God's love for me is perfect. His love for you is perfect. Today, Maybe somebody we know. Maybe somebody sitting here. But I bet somebody we know is struggling. Is alone. Even in the midst of a crowd, they're alone. And their life knows that something is missing. And let me tell you what it is. What is missing is that they have not heard or been made aware of or believed that the God that created the universe loves them. Karl Barth was one of the greatest theologians of the 20th century. And he was asked, his great Bible scholar was asked, uh, Professor Barth, he came over from Germany to visit, what's the greatest truth you have discovered? Pretty, pretty powerful question. Ask yourself, what is the greatest truth you have discovered? His answer was not to quote any famous writer from Christian history. But was to sing a song that he learned from his mother. He sang it in German, but everybody knew what it was. Jesus loves me. This I know. How do we know he loves us? For... The Bible tells me so. We don't believe it because we feel it. We don't believe it just because we think it. We believe it because God's holy word assures all of us that he loves us. You see, you know why the world is lost? You know why it's dying? You know why there's so much violence and malice and hatred in the world? Maybe in your own family. You know why? Because they don't know that the greatest truth of life is that God loves them. Their truth is somewhere else. And like all human truth, apart from God, write this down, all human truth, apart from God, leads to ruin. You know that? And if the world will hear 
from the church of Jesus Christ, the message of God's great love. And if they will receive the Savior who brings that love, things will change. There once was a time, and I'm bitterly ashamed of it, that I did not show kindness and hurting someone was no problem for me. And then I met the Savior. And I realized how much He loved me. And I realized that he was truly God of very God, as the old creed says. And I realized that in him was life and in him alone. And I came to understand that I wanted to be like him. And coldness and indifference, that's the opposite of love. Hate is not the opposite of love. Hate, you're still in a relationship with somebody. Coldness and indifference is the opposite of love. And then, he changed my heart. Why? Because I heard the message. Maybe you've never received it today yourself. You know, just because your name's on the church roll doesn't mean it's on the kingdom of God's roll. Maybe you've never heard it. Maybe there's someone listening on the radio. I hope there is. If the broadcast goes out. (laughs) God loves you. And that love will redeem your life. Our message is to call the world to the greatest love. It will ever know. I stand as a testimony. Personal testimony. I got lots of faults and I got lots of sins yet. But I stand as a personal testimony. That in hearing and receiving the message that God loves me. Changed my life. And it will change the world. Dr. Graham was so right to make that the emphasis of God's love because that is the witness of the gospel. That is the reason of the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. That's what Lakeview's testimony is about. That's what your personal testimony is about. Because you see, we don't save the world, but the blessed Savior and his gospel does. Thank you all. God bless you.